Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from June 30th until July 7th. And it is a very dynamic, active week. We're already seeing these energies show up through unexpected developments and maybe some breakthroughs. That is one of the highest potentials of this energy. So we'll talk about what's happening here over the next week, of course. And for those of you who have asked, yes, the July Soul Growth Astrology Program is available with coupon code July, and you can get it for 11 bucks, and that has all five videos. So that is available for you now. So over this next week, one of the main energy signatures is that we have the potential to release ourselves from where we have felt stuck, trapped, uncertain, where we haven't known how to move energy. Now, throughout this year, we have the ongoing square between Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Taurus. We just had the second and exact square in the middle of June. Now we have new energy entering the conversation as over the next week, both Mars and Venus in Leo are going to oppose Saturn retrograde in Aquarius at 12 degrees, and then they're both going to square Uranus in Taurus at 14 degrees. Now, I just did a podcast episode for you on Monday, June 28th, that was about the Mars-Venus conjunction in Leo and how this energy of each planet interacting with Saturn and Uranus signifies a bigger reprogramming underway, a bigger recalibration, a bigger opening, all in our energy fields, but really being activated by this Mars and Leo. Now, Mars and Leo is the stronger energy, and he is a trigger. He's an instigator. He will provoke. So, heads up, you could feel provoked over this next week. You could feel that something comes up and you have the frustration, you have anger. There could be something that just gets to you because it's showing you what you do not want. And as each planet opposes Saturn retrograde in Aquarius, there could be an energy outside of ourselves that represents another part of our consciousness speaking to us, asking us to make a choice, asking us to be clearer in what we really want. And that's one of the gifts of both Mars in Leo and Venus in Leo is that Leo energy brings us back to what you want, what you really desire, what is important to you, where you feel strong and confident. There is an activation here of the solar plexus energy, a sense of this is me, this is important to me, this is where I feel really tuned in to what I want right now because that Leo energy will also put you in alignment with what your truth is and what you've been working through in this year. So what we have right now over this next week is an ongoing dance between those planets that have been in a standoff, Saturn and Uranus, 
and then Mars and Venus entering the chat and really opening up a higher awareness. Now, because I just did a podcast on this, I'm not going to repeat it too much in this weekly show, but it's a very important energy over this next week. Another important signature here is that Mars in Leo is going to trine Chiron in Aries and Venus in Leo is going to trine Chiron in Aries. So we have some interesting dances happening here that are going to bring you back to more of what is essential for you at this time. And let me give you some dates here so you can be aware of when the energy is the strongest. So July begins with Mars in Leo opposing Saturn retrograde in Aquarius and trining Chiron in Aries at 12 degrees. Now that also means that Chiron and Saturn both at 12 degrees are in a sextile. So there is opportunity here for real movement, for something to rise up, for something to come up to your awareness and activate you. That Mars, again, because he's all about action, desire, going for what he wants, this is the masculine energy. This is the part of us that wants to assert ourselves. And I feel like there could be something rising up here that you can't deny. You can't deny. And it could be very new because of how the energy is trining Chiron and Aries, which is the new parts of ourselves that are emerging. The freshness, a sense of this is me now. This is what I'm learning about myself. This is what I'm understanding about who I am. And here comes Mars who says, yes, then let's give it energy. So if you're ready for something to move, Something that, again, maybe you felt trapped, you felt stuck, you felt like you couldn't see a way out or you didn't know what to do next. This is a week where a lot could happen, a lot could come forward. Now, that Mars in Leo is also going to be squaring Uranus and Taurus on July third. And this is a very dynamic energy of breaking out, breaking free, unexpected developments, things coming up to your awareness. Maybe it feels like it challenges your ego. Mars and Leo can have a very healthy ego and it's something that you realize, I don't want that anymore. That's not who I am. I don't care. But this energy also has an eruption quality to it where it just comes out quickly. This is fast moving energy. So it can come to your conscious awareness quickly or it could even overpower you. Um, If there's something you've been holding back or holding in, if you've been trying to maybe keep the peace or keep something even keel, This is not a week where the energies are even keel. This is where there's choices to be made, decisions to be made, actions to take. This is movement and you might even have a message from the universe. You might have something show up that requires you to move, that requires you to take action, make a decision, but also requires you to get out of any place that is no longer in resonance with who you are It isn't connected to your authentic self. And if you've been having that internal push or pull, tug of war, you know, something just hasn't felt very comfortable. What you could also consider is that there are two parts of your own consciousness that are growing and emerging at different speeds and in different ways. And part of what we're moving through this year is we're stepping into the newness of our lives, the newness of ourselves, the new parts of ourselves that maybe we're meeting for the first time or we're understanding. This is a significant energy cycle. 
And what is coming up is the new parts of your own consciousness that you're being asked to welcome to welcome. And maybe that's welcome with a hug. Maybe that's welcome with a conversation. Or maybe it's a welcome where you're just staring at this part of yourself or you're just trying to figure out, well, what is this message? What's going on here? And the energies are pretty dynamic. And also it feels like there's strong movement forward, ready or not. And again, it's not a week where we can just go with the flow, so to speak, or expect just like this peaceful ebbing forward and grace. There's something here where, yes, you want to be graceful and gracious as appropriate, but this is about change. This is about things happening quickly, happening in an unexpected way, and it's reminding yourself that you can handle it, you have everything you need, you're fully equipped, you're ready to go because this is a turning point week where we're stepping towards more of what we want, more of what we need, more of what's true for us. And it's reminding you also to pull your energy back to yourself. Look at what your life is about. What is your journey about? What are you really needing to hear and honor in yourself at this time? Because this energy wants us to grow, and that's one of the best ways to understand it. Now, on July 4th and July 5th, the very caring and soft sun in Cancer is going to square Chiron in Aries at 12 degrees and then sextile Uranus in Taurus at 13 degrees. The sun in cancer is reminding us that we can trust ourselves. We can trust what we feel and trust what is coming up for us at an emotional level, what is coming up through the emotional body. Now, the emotional body is where we have feelings that are communicated to us through the physical self. And this can be something where you feel very invigorated and you're energized and you want to move and that energy is moving through you. There can also be more personal emotional experiences that we feel where you you feel the need to cry. You feel the need to just be alone. You feel something coming up that your body is asking you to trust. So one of the things that Sun in Cancer reminds us of is that these are all beautiful messages. These are all parts of ourselves that we can tune into and trust and understand that they're supporting us. They're not trying to work against us. They're not trying to be difficult, even if it can be uncomfortable at first. That energy of Cancer is reminding us that our full energy is our home, your body is your home. Your heart is your home. There's things within you that are meant to feel safe and where we take care of ourselves. We nurture ourselves. We nourish ourselves. And we understand the value in that, that when you trust what you're feeling and you trust what's coming up for you, you're trusting what's in your own personal home environment. So your aura is your home. Your chakras are your home. It's understanding that all of you is truly at home within yourself when you allow it to be so, when you trust that part of yourself, when you love and honor those parts of yourself. So this can be a very receptive energy. 
It allows us to quiet down the mind, listen to what's coming in, to be aware of what we need to take care of ourselves. Now that sun in Cancer, when it doesn't feel safe, when it perceives danger or a threat, it will shut down, become defensive, very self-protective. It's where the desire is to keep those soft, vulnerable parts of us safe. And this can be very wise. In fact, this is something that can be very appropriate depending on the environment, the relationship, the people, the situation. It can be a very smart move to be self-protected, to put up your guards. It's sort of like that's a way that you're taking care of your energy or you're keeping yourself safe. But you also want to monitor that because it's part of our own self-management to look at, is this really dangerous? Is this really a threat? Or am I feeling that way because of my previous life experiences? And that cancer energy is energetically connected to our emotional imprints from previous experiences. It's connected to what you felt Perhaps the first time you opened up, what you felt during early years of your life, or what you felt about sharing your feelings or sharing your intimate thoughts with another. It's connected to those emotional imprints. So as the sun voyages through cancer, there can be an activation of these emotional imprints from previous times in our lives when we didn't have the tools necessary to move through those emotions, or we didn't know how to, or that we felt too scared, too insecure, too vulnerable, and we just shut it down, we put it away, we said, I can't deal with that, and by the way, I never want to feel that way again. So what happens is then we generate a part of ourselves that wants to protect us, guard us, wants to keep us safe, and says, I am never going to experience that type of abandonment again. I never want to be rejected like that again. I never want to be hurt. I never want to be vulnerable. You know, basically choose or go with whatever resonates with you because it's part of our unconscious programming that starts at an early age. We learn more about the world. We learn more about people and their intentions and how they act and their behaviors. We learn unconsciously all about these various experiences and potentials that can happen to us. And so we're absorbing a lot. Again, this can be very unconscious and it does depend on your own energy. If you are highly sensitive, you are very energetically aware, you are very emotionally sensitive or you are an empath, your experience amplifies all of this. You're experiencing all of this on a more intense spectrum of energy and therefore you have to care for yourself even more because you're aware of how you receive energy. And that is one of the main hallmarks of cancer, cancer season and any planets in cancer is how am I receiving this energy? How does it feel? Do I feel threatened? Does this feel dangerous? Am I feeling vulnerable? Those are some of the messages that can come up. And what we're doing consciously then, especially as we go through our lives, go through our journeys, is we reprogram that and we understand it in a different way. And we can develop other ways to manage these feelings that don't suppress who we are and that don't shut down our own life experiences. And I have witnessed this in my own life where there are people who will retract and shut down 
to an extreme degree where there is no longer a connection because they won't allow it, because they're so self-protected or they're so withdrawn in their energy field that there's really no way to get past that barrier. It shuts down their connections with other people, with their relationships. It shuts down the energies with the world or with their daily environment. And again, that can actually be appropriate at some times. You know, there's times in our lives when you're maybe going through a very big healing cycle or you're moving through a lot that's happened to you, whether it's trauma, abuse, various things that have been intense and really big. It can be very appropriate and wise to retract and pull back your energy. So it's not to say that's not the right thing to do. It's looking at what is happening underneath there. And if you're ready to move through those deeper layers, and then to be aware of how you can shift your own consciousness into a place of feeling safe, no matter what. Reminding yourself that you can handle this. You can move through this. There's new energies here supporting you in your own growth. This is a very deep energy here with cancer because we're really reprogramming unconscious elements in our emotional world. And it's where we meet parts of ourselves. It's where we work with our inner child. It's where we work with the part of us at six, at seven, at eight years old, who was feeling a lot, but didn't know how to say it, didn't know who to turn to, didn't know if it was okay to talk about it. So we're meeting parts of ourselves that are often from the past. And that's something to be aware of with planets in Cancer is that you want to be very aware, am I dealing with this right now in the moment, in the present, at my current state of consciousness? Or is this bringing up more from my past that's unresolved? So this is important energy to be aware of. As that sun in Cancer squares Chiron in Aries on July 4th, and then sextiles Uranus and Taurus on July 5th, because the sun in Cancer is also going to be strong at that Cancer new moon on July 9th at 18 degrees. And it's going to shine a light on something that you're ready to see differently that is actually meant to support you in your emotional growth and your emotional management. And that's one of the higher octaves of Cancer energy. So we're learning more about parts of our inner layers, our inner world, and how to approach it differently, how to work with it differently, how to accept it. And part of the energy here is that if you are connecting with a younger version of yourself, uh, perhaps your seven-year-old is very loud, your 12-year-old, your 18-year-old, perhaps there's a part of you that you've been feeling, during cancer season, you can reparent yourself. You become the parent to your inner child. You become the adult your inner child needed. And this is where you can have significant shifts, where you step in and you really hear what that seven-year-old needed, what that 12-year-old needed, and you hear that part of yourself for the first time. You get to the feelings, the feelings that were repressed or submerged, and then you give that part of yourself, exactly what you needed from an adult, a parent, someone else, you're creating the safe space 
within yourself and you're filling in the emotional gaps that were not provided to you. And this is how we really benefit from cancer season is when we're very truthful about how we feel and it's okay if it's completely messy or if it's like, wow, this is a lot or wow, I didn't know this is really what I was feeling. But when you honor that in yourself, when you love exactly who you were then, it allows you to heal the energy in the present moment. And then that emotional imprint or that energy that maybe has been spinning in your life unconsciously, once it is heard, once it comes out truthfully, it diminishes its effect on you, meaning it starts to soften. And as it softens, that's when I see those highly protected boundaries start to come down. Or if there were any brick walls that were built up, maybe those bricks start to collapse. Maybe they start to melt. This is the energy of flow where you're starting to now flow with more of yourself, more of your authentic self. And then it can bring forward even more of your truth, more of what matters to you, more of what's in your heart, more of the messages that you're feeling. And now you can have a higher and truer expression of them because you've healed through it. You've moved through something. So the gift or one of the gifts of the son's journey through cancer is that we meet our own vulnerabilities with strength, with confidence. We meet our insecurities, our emotional selves. We meet parts of ourselves and say, I know how to help you. I can take care of you. We're going to figure this out together. And that's exactly the kind of energy that we can work with intentionally to no longer be stuck stagnant or spinning in some of those older stories or older versions of ourselves. So that's especially true to be aware of when the sun in Cancer is squaring Chiron and Aries, which can be that insecurity, that vulnerability, something that hurts, but you're going to have the ability to move through it and see it in another angle or from another perspective. Now, Mercury in Gemini is going to have a third and final square with Neptune retrograde in Pisces at 23 degrees on July 6th. Now, this is a square that has happened on and off since May 22nd and then through the beginning of June. And it's happening for the third and final time, which means it's the end of a process but it could still feel like there's some type of uncertainty or a slowdown because that Mercury in Gemini wants to go fast, but Neptune in Pisces will slow down the energy. It will dissolve it, uh, make it a little bit foggy and kind of bring up a sense of what do I really want to direct my energy towards mentally? What is still not fully clear because I'm getting that image of you could have a 70% clarity about something and there's still that 30% that is unknown where there's still questions. You don't know the details. What's the process here? I still don't see all of it. But over this next week, as Mercury clears its shadow, 
I think it's going to be clearer, especially around the Cancer New Moon at 18 degrees of Cancer. Now, I have a video for you on YouTube going through the chart of that new moon where Mercury in Gemini is at 27 degrees, I believe, and no longer in that exact square to Neptune. So we're getting out of a fog. We're getting out of a confusion. This can be great if there's been indecision, if you've even felt like nothing makes sense and what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, The energy will be shifting into that Cancer New Moon and I feel like what we've been really practicing is opening up the mind where we can be linear, we can be focused on the specifics, I need to know, I want to know, and we can miss things. There's stuff outside of our awareness that we just don't always see. And I feel like one of the best opportunities that we've had with Mercury and Gemini squaring Neptune and Pisces, which by the way, they've each been in their own rulership because Mercury's at home in Gemini, Neptune's at home in Pisces, they're each very strong here. And they've been having this ongoing conversation that's been challenging both of them. And now the energy is meant to lift, clear, and I feel like there's been an expansion in our ability to integrate our intuition more, to trust more of your spiritual gifts, the energies you're feeling, can be bigger than what the mind understands. And so you could be diving into some parts of yourself, whether that is your own energy, your own intuition, as something bigger that you've never felt before, or you're opening up to higher flows of energy that the mind might be puzzled by. And the mind is like, but I don't get it. Or how does this work? And it's looking for maybe something practical or something logical. It's kind of the energy of being mind blown, where the mind doesn't know how to grasp certain understandings. And that's actually a beautiful gift because now we're really learning what it means to trust more of ourselves, trust our intuition, trust your body, trust what you're feeling, and that it's valid. It's really valid, it's powerful, and it opens you up to even more that maybe you didn't consider or didn't see before. So there has been an intense reworking here of maybe some of the things we've always relied on, but this can also be a beautiful gift where you know what it means to trust the energy or to trust yourself in a way that is very real and authentic and it's connecting you to more of your own soul's messages, the messages from your soul that you're meant to receive even when the mind wants to override those messages or the mind is wonderful at doubting and questioning. Uh, The mind can say, well, I need to see it to believe it or no, that doesn't quite make sense. But you know what? So many things in life don't make sense, right? So many things we can't quite explain that satisfies the mind. In fact, you could even say that astrology is one of those topics. And I totally get this because I know there's many people who don't get astrology, who don't understand it, who have no interest. And that's completely fine with me. 
because honestly, it still blows my mind and I still have to stay open to it because I find it to be really fascinating. I find that this astrology stuff keeps proving itself outside of what our minds can rationally understand. And I think it makes life even more exciting. It's even more of an adventure to understand that, you know what, it's okay to live in a way where I don't have all the answers or I don't fully understand things, but it sure is exciting, keeps me on my toes and reminds me to stay curious to stay open. And you could even look back on the history of humanity, the history of scientific knowledge and the history of technology. I mean, all the areas of life that the mind excels at, right? We need science. We need engineering. We need technology. Uh, There's so many things we need in life. We need math, right? We need, well, we don't need taxes, but (laughs) we need rational understanding and empirical evidence. And that was just a joke about taxes, by the way, because I know some of you would have a lot to say about that. Uh, But the point is, of course, there's things that our mind wants to logically understand. And this is the Mercury and Gemini energy. But there's so much more to life than that. There's so much more wonder and things that we don't understand that, you know, in some ways, science is only catching up to certain parts of our human reality and it's never finished. It's never completely done. There's always more to understand, to study, to apply scientific knowledge to. And I feel like it's an exciting time to know that we can have multiple experiences in multiple parts of our lives that all benefit us, that all keep us on our toes and learning and stretching. And it doesn't have to all be exactly understood or scientifically explained to be valid. So this is the week where we see this Mercury in Gemini clearing his retrograde shadow, having a final conversation with Neptune and Pisces, where Neptune and Pisces is saying, see how much more there is? See how much more there is that maybe you couldn't understand or explain, but you feel it, you sense it, you are tapped into those energy streams. And it opens us up to even more of what's happening in the cosmos at large. So not only does this Mercury complete the retrograde shadow and move away from squaring Neptune, we're then going to see this Venus in Leo enter the conversation with Saturn retrograde in Aquarius on July 6th, followed by Venus trining Chiron in Aries at 12 degrees and then squaring Uranus in Taurus at 14 degrees on July 8th. So Venus comes in after Mars has had this conversation with the same exact planets in the same exact degree points. Mars comes through, he gets things going, he makes statements, he's a trigger, he instigates, he provokes, he gets movement happening. He says, we've got to take this forward. I've got to do something with this based on what I want, what I know is true for me, what feels powerful. Then Venus in Leo comes through and she helps with understanding. She helps with smoothing over any rough edges and she's strong in Leo to the point where she can have conversations with other energies, but she's not going to compromise. She's not going to step out of what she needs. She's very aware of what she wants, what is correct for her, and how she feels confident. This is the feminine energy. This is the sense of self. This is wonderful for developing confidence 
And if you were to take that as a potential intention here over the next week is that you might then have experiences that ask you to maintain your confidence even while things are shifting and moving outside of you. And how do you do so? How do you maintain your confidence and your sense of self as that Venus in Leo is beautiful at doing while you have challenges, while there's unexpected developments? Well, you remember that you have what you need. You remember to tune in to your own sense of power and self-validation. This energy reminds you to recognize yourself, to be aware of your own needs, to not give away energies and that could be something that comes up especially as Venus opposes Saturn where that Saturn energy is often a mentor an authority a boss a father figure someone outside of you who is challenging you or it's a perception of a challenge and you're reminding yourself okay this is just a passing energy this is just temporary but I'm going to show up in a way that feels confident and powerful for me. So the Leo energy reminds you of how you're showing up in your life and how you're showing up for yourself, how you're showing up in a way that feels true for you. Again, it feels powerful, it feels strong, and it can also be very grounding. It can be a sense of Yes, this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what matters to me. And I feel like part of the rocky roads potentially over the week ahead are that you're going to have opportunities to stay in your power, to stay in your confidence, and to really honor yourself, to really say, wow, I was really good in that situation. That was hard. That was difficult. But I didn't give energy away. I didn't overcompensate. I didn't try to make something more than it was. I maintained my own energy. So for the week ahead, maintaining your own energy, understanding what you need, being aware that yes, there's going to be some potential rocky patches or bumps and bruises as energy gets shifted out, as it gets cleared out, as maybe things come up, things are revealed or something comes out and you're like, wow, I didn't realize that's what was happening within me or under the surface within someone else. But now I see it. Now I understand it. And I'm aware of what I want, what I need and what's important to me. I realize this might even sound selfish or self-involved, but what this is meant to do is bring you back to yourself, listen to yourself, understand yourself right now, and know that there are ways to maneuver through these energies without overdoing it, over-providing, over-giving. And because so many of you have such beautiful open hearts, uh, again, you may be empaths, you might just be the person who's used to providing for others, to giving for others. This energy is asking you to stay in your own energy, to not overstretch, to not intrude, or to do too much for others. And that could be something that you see over the next week, is that you could see where you've unconsciously been a foundation or a stabilizer for others. And as you make a choice for you or you follow a direction or you decide something in your life, or even if you change your own behavior, it's going to affect that foundation or the stability that others have felt with you because they expected you to keep going or to stay in place or to maintain something. 
I'm just getting that image of when you shift and you move into something else, it affects other people, but that's not your responsibility to then take care of things on their side. And I always get that image of dancing. Let's say you've been dancing uh, with someone in your life, whether that is, you know, a relationship with anyone, a partnership with siblings, with parents, with kids, with work and coworkers, and you've been performing a certain dance with them. You've been perhaps in an interesting and elegant dynamic of, let's say, ballroom dancing, right? And there's flow and there's ease and there's a sense of this is how we're moving together. And then when you change your dance moves and all of a sudden you're doing salsa, they're like, what just happened? We were ballroom dancing and now you're doing salsa. This is new. This is different. I don't know what's going on here and I don't like it. Then you have to be very clear about well, this is what I want to do now. I want to do salsa now and I don't want to do the ballroom dancing, so I'm going to do salsa. And then if they throw a tantrum, if they have a conniption fit, if they're really angry at you or they're hurt or they take it personally, that's theirs to figure out because you can be pro yourself without being anti-other. You're like, well, I'm not saying you can't keep doing your own ballroom dancing. You know, maybe you want to change your dance moves too. And maybe all of a sudden you're going to start doing the jive or polka or hip hop. And there's a sense here that you've had an obligation to maintain your dance with others. And now their life or their perception is that now they have to change or that they have to do something that is not of their own choosing. But the truth is we always have choice and that choice can start in our own perceptions and in how we understand the changes of life. So if you are changing your dance moves, so to speak, and someone else isn't happy or someone else is really upset with you, this is where you get to practice detachment, not taking it personally, maintaining your own power, maintaining your own energy, and understanding that they have the opportunity to make powerful choices for themselves too. Of course, you could be on the other side of this where someone else is changing their dance moves and you were really enjoying that waltz and then they start break dancing and you're like, wow, what just happened here? This is totally different. I have no idea what's going on, but this is the energy of this year. We're changing our energies and how we want to move through our lives. And we have to honor that for ourselves. We have to honor what is really calling to us, what is true for you, and the decisions that you know are in your best and highest good at this time. So you can do energy work around this, whether that is for yourself or just for others in your life. You can do energy work that raises the energy to a point of holding the intention for everyone's best and highest good, whatever they choose, whatever is right for them. This is where you can also be strongly in tuned with The fact that this benefits everyone, even if you don't know how or why or when, you can hold that intention. That's part of having a higher consciousness is that there can be amazing gifts 
in these changes. There can be wonderful developments that come about because of these changes. In fact, it could be that you have some of the best developments in your life or of the year because you know that this is opening you up to more potentials and more opportunities. And what other people choose is their own sovereign will. It's not your responsibility. And that's where you can even witness your own behavior. If you detach and you say, wow, that person's really mad at me. And now I feel this need, this impulsive need to go take care of them or to take care of how they're feeling or to make it better or to ensure they're not mad at me. Witness yourself. What comes up for you? Where, what do you want to do next that is maybe, again, impulsive or unconscious, just something you've always done from a very loving place even? And if you watch this part of yourself, you step back and you don't do it for, say, 24 hours or a week, whatever the timeline is for you. What happens when you don't overgive? You don't overprovide. What if your energy does not fill in the void. So if there is a void on the dance floor and you're like, wait, maybe I shouldn't do the salsa. No, I won't do the salsa. Yeah, I can just keep doing the ballroom dancing. It's fine. I know that's what'll make them happy. I don't want to upset them. I don't want them mad at me, etc., etc. If your energy fills in that void, you're both denied the opportunity to grow, to learn, to work with this. And you may even then hold some resentment towards yourself or towards them. You may even feel like, okay, I can go back and do the ballroom dancing for two minutes, but that's it because my energy isn't really here anymore. It's not authentically me anymore. I'm becoming a salsa dancer and I'm ready for that. That's my next adventure. That's my next direction. And I know that this other situation, this person, this experience, they also have exciting potentials they can choose. And they are also able to create and manifest the life that's perfect for them. And maybe this change is exactly what they need. Maybe it's exactly what their higher self wants them to see or embark upon. So there's many ways to look at this. And again, the situation can be reversed, okay? So that you feel like you're on the receiving end and all of a sudden you're doing the waltz and someone starts break dancing and you're like, wait a minute, I can't do that handstand. I don't want you to change your moves. This is where you maintain your energy, your power, your confidence, and remind yourself that you also have amazing opportunities and choices to make too because you're not dependent upon someone else's energy to support yours. So as the energies separate, uh, we can see where we've maybe been codependent or too enmeshed in others or where we've had unconscious expectations of people, a lot can come up. And what I hope this reminds you of is your own sense of self coming back into your energy and staying conscious of what you can choose and what you can move towards now that supports your highest and best good. And that is the energy of this week, all right? Changing your dance moves, trying some new flavors, being aware that that's what other people are experiencing as well. And to keep your heart open, to stay soft with yourself, to stay kind to yourself, to allow all the feelings to be valid and appropriate, to allow everything that comes up 
to be okay, to be a message, to be something to understand about who you are and the multiple layers of your own energy. So quite a lot moving this week. And by the way, you might just feel that energetically. Like you feel like I have to go for a run. I have to go to the gym. I have to start dance lessons. I mean, your body could be very active over this next week as well because of how these energies are literally requiring us to move. So on that note, thank you so much for joining me. There will not be a podcast on Monday, July 5th because I will be traveling, but I'll be back here on July 7th for our next weekly rundown of the energies. So no podcast on Monday, but I do have videos for you on YouTube to check out. Uh, For those of you who haven't been on my channel for a while, I did a video on Ernest Hemingway's chart because it was beautiful how his Mercury in the 12th house was absolutely 100% right about what was happening in his life. He was tuned in, he was psychic. And after I did that video, I felt his energy come through and it was important that some people in his world understand that he wasn't crazy. And he said it's part of a karmic balancing. It also was about bringing peace to a situation, bringing peace into the mix that, you know, that what he was going through would have been very hard for people in his world to understand. And that part of his own soul growth was forgiving them, forgiving them for what they didn't understand or how they were judging him and to allow more of his energy to be understood. Now, I've also been feeling the energy of George Michael come through. And it's interesting because here we are in cancer season and Ernest Hemingway, son in cancer, George Michael, son in cancer. So I'm going to be doing another chart for you on George Michael's energy because he was absolutely an empath, very sensitive. And there were some more messages that he wanted me to explain in his chart. So this feels exciting and I'm going to do a separate video for you on George Michael's astrology chart. I love doing these types of teaching videos. However, I will only do them on individuals who have passed and who are no longer in their body on this earth. And that's simply to honor uh, those of us who are still in our bodies and making choices and living our lives. So I won't do them on anyone who's living, but I'm happy to do some on those who have passed so that we can understand more about what they were going through, as well as more of the brilliance in astrology and how it can really help us connect the dots on our own energy fields. And one more quick thing is that yes, you can still get my brand new astrology program for 50% off. It is the course about how to read your solar return chart. The coupon code is birthday. And the idea is that now you can see what your own energies are going to be for your next birthday. And it's a wonderful way to not only practice astrology, but to be in charge of your life, how to make the most of the energies, how to work with what is showing up for you, how to really understand some of the themes of the year ahead. So this astrology program is available now, 50% off, and it is for intermediate level astrology, meaning you need to already have the basics down and have some level of interpretation because you're going to be interpreting it yourself. And there are books I recommend, and I also give you the disclaimer that this does not replace a professional solar return reading from a professional astrologer, but it's a wonderful way to go into the energies yourself and to work with them. So those of you are definitely at that level, you may really enjoy this 
this program. I wish I knew this years ago because that would have been wonderful for navigating my own life, but I really hope it helps you and benefits you now. So you'll find that information below the podcast here, as well as the details for the July 2021 Soul Growth Astrology webinars as well. So I wish you a beautiful week ahead. If you're in Canada, happy Canada Day. If you're in the U.S., happy 4th of July. And I'll be back here on Wednesday, July 7th, as we will continue our journey into July. And in the meantime, I hope you have a beautiful week ahead. I hope you feel a rising sense of your own power. And as always, I'm so grateful for your time, energy, and presence here every week. So take good care, and I'll see you back here soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.